Welcome to Do The Damn Show. I'm your host, the tatted, the fatted, the one and only Casey Hughes. And with me, as always, Mr. Relentless himself. At the Lance Hughes. At the Lance Hughes. All social platforms. All of them. Every last stinking one of them. Every one of them. Everyone. How you doing today, brother? Man, I'm doing great. I cannot complain a bit, even though I could. Well, if you did, it wouldn't do any good anyway. I know. You don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) All right, Mr. Jeremy Braswell. (laughs) Myself and my brother from another boat, Lance Hughes. That's me, <laughs> Mister Relentless himself. You can be the one and only Lance I, Hughes. I am the one. And I, I'm the only one and only Casey Hughes. Look, so you can be the one and only. Social Lance media Hughes. platforms. The Lance Hughes. The Lance Hughes. At right. the Lance Hughes. Maybe I need to change mine. Hey, you probably should. So, how's your week been, dude? Uh, my week's been. It's actually been great. A lot of family time. A lot of family time. You can't beat family time. Absolutely cannot. We had um we had art time last night. Hayden held that, that up. So she was doing some pottery, I was doing some painting, David did some painting, Fisher was doing some painting of everything. Yeah. We've been doing kind of the same thing, getting baby boys room ready, so hey, doing the accent wall, woodwork, all that good oh, stuff. Accent wall in the ship lap? <sighs> no. <laughs> I'll show you a picture of it later. It's actually really cool. Okay. <laughs> well that's good to hear. Everybody man. else had to see it on Instagram. There you go. Instagram. <laughs> At the Lance Hughes. <laughs> yes. That's where you can find those. Going to keep plugging that in today. That's right. Exactly. So we are back. Um, this is episode number four, Quattro. Right? <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. I was about to say it. So we have done, uh, we did my story, we did your story, and we did Jessica's story. Yep. And I think it's important that we dive into exactly what this show's about. Absolutely. You know, I've had a couple of people ask, you know, why do the damn show and i've i've had the same thing why why do the damn show yeah and that's a um i don't think it's such a foreign concept to people but i do think we need to explain it yeah because i don't there's a lot of people that just don't understand right why can we call it do the damn show and talk about what we talk about yeah and we can uh i mean we could have named it 900 million different things but so doing the damn show um is a mind frame um that i that i achieved i think you've achieved mm-hmm. it everybody um in any kind of successful right has achieved it and really it just boils down to pushing through you know pushing pushing through something um when you get those life hurdles in front of you when oh, you get yeah. those things that are piling up and staring you in the face you know sometimes you got to put your head down and run through it mm-hmm. and uh, i equate that with doing the damn show you know there life can pile up at you and throw things at you and then you can get in that mind frame and go well what am i going to do and a lot of times you can weigh your options a lot of times you can look at different avenues but every now and then um i found myself in a position where i just i just had to do it yeah because you know? we could sit there and just waller in self-pity yeah waller in self-pity wander try to mathematically attack it you know trust all me. different kind of things trust me i'm going through my own storm right now i could be sitting around just wallering in my self-pity or i could just you know pick myself up and do the damn show that's right and that's what you're doing today even in amidst all that yeah we're here today i think uh, i think everybody's got something that they go on but we do have those storms like you're going through that's a little bit tougher yeah you know than, the, than like, the one before not to not to dive deep into that but i recently i did i, I lost my job 
and yeah, which what, is a which is a blow to which is anybody crazy. Like I could be sitting around just wallowing in that and just questioning God and doing all these other things because now I'm just I was like, no, oh my God, like I have a baby on the way. What am I gonna do about you know insurance? That's what I was really worried about. It wasn't even the money. Like I was yeah. worried about insurance, doctor visits, all of that. Yeah, that stability. Right, but instead of blaming you know blaming god blaming everybody else i'm just like okay god you know the way that i looked at it was i'd been trying to i'd been trying to find find something else but i really wasn't doing it right and now god was like all right you know this isn't where you're supposed to be this is what you're supposed to be doing right now yeah I'm going to push you a little bit. And when that dude, that is so true in the, uh, like the sense and scope of my life. I find myself in that position a lot. Like there are things that I know mm-hmm. I needed to do, yep. and there are things that I, I know I knew how to do them, but I would always be like, ah, you know, I don't really want to take that gamble yep. you know, of, of stepping out and doing that and yep. putting that full foot of faith in, right. you know, in, into the unknown. But yeah. it's not like he pushed me, but I'm a man, he, he damn sure has – brought it to light to where i had to right and that's that's what's crazy man it's just crazy how you know how god works in that way he's like all right if you're not going to do it i'm going to help you right exactly (laughs) i'm not going to give you a choice (laughs) yeah it might be tough love and it might be hard i think need to breed said it the best it's 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 hard love and as mad as i was at first and don't get me wrong i'm still a little upset about it right And, and that's just you know neither here nor there but i'm also have found so many blessings in it yeah and just finding that silver lining and I find myself every day just saying, thank you, God. Yeah. Thank you for pushing me. Yeah, because you, you knew I wasn't going to on my own. You you could very well not be here today. You oh, know, you yeah. could have just said, it. you know, no, nah, dude, I don't feel like it. Yeah. I don't, I, don't feel and, like, I don't feel like doing the podcast right now. Bro, I don't feel like talking. And I would be lying if that did not cross my mind. Right. But right. when you said that you wanted to do this episode, I was like, man. Yeah. How crazy is that, that it kind of falls right in the line of what's going on yep. and do the damn show yep so that's what we're going to talk about today um if you're still with us we're glad that you're here absolutely so i'm going to give you a story um like an example in my life and uh, that comes from pouring concrete as ridiculous as that sounds pouring concrete pouring concrete dude there's so many life lessons when it comes to concrete um real quick one of them is concrete you can sit there and work it all day long you got to know when to quit it can only get so smooth. You know what I mean? Educate me on concrete. And then, and then you're going to run a brush over the top of it. Well, there's a handful of different kind of finishes. You can have a smooth Ooh. finish or a brush finish or a rough finish or, you know, you can not touch it at all. But Now they got these fancy stamps and everything. Yeah. While you're, while you're getting it prepared to the point of what finish you want to put on it, um, you could sit there and work it, dude, for eight, nine, ten hours if you wanted to. I mean, you could work it for three days if you really wanted to. It's just there. You got to know when to quit, and that's uh, I've used that principle in my life. I tell it to people yep. all the time. It's like working concrete. It's like finishing concrete. You got to know when to quit. You know, you and know? that just references you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Right, exactly. Go, Kenny Rogers. That's right. You got to know when to hold them. Yeah, I'm gonna you know? throw, I'm I'm gonna throw that one out there for Reggie Gibbs because <laughs> Reggie used to walk through the house and sing that all the time. But so I would I was working construction. I worked for uh, Tucker. Tucker Contracting, which is a good friend of mine, Mr. John Tucker. John, how you doing today, brother? I hope you're doing well. Uh, we did a lot of work at an airport, okay, government contracts. And any time that you're introduced into any kind of government contract or federal contract, the amount of stipulations that come with that is ridiculous. Yeah, very I fine mean, line. Oh, dude, fine yes, yes, very much. And so you have all these different boxes you got to check and do. So to pour concrete at the airport – you had 90 minutes to get the concrete off the truck from the time that it left the plant. Because this is very important. <laughs> that makes sense because you don't want to hold up air traffic, all that good stuff, right? I'm well, assuming. It, no, it, it has to do with the curation of the concrete. Okay. So you this have. Is, we're just going to cut that out. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you have 90 minutes from the time that the truck leaves the plant to getting it out of the truck and into the ground. Okay. So we're in an hour and a half. Most of your and, and it's very important to note too that concrete trucks can't drive the interstate full or loaded. I didn't know that they have to take shortcuts or side roads or access roads to get there, unless it's the only absolute way to get there. So we would order concrete, 
from Decatur, Alabama, or Madison, mm-hmm. to get to the Huntsville International Airport. So from Decatur, if the load had to come from Decatur to the Huntsville International Airport in a concrete truck, you've got 30, 45 minutes to eat up right off the bat, just getting the truck to the location. Mm -hmm. Once it got through the location, it had to go through different testing to make sure that it was good concrete. So they have the test, what they call the slump, and it's basically when you pour the concrete out, they they gauge how much it sank um, in in a little container, and it had to be within three to five inches of slump. So the temperature had to be right, the slump had to be right, and the consistency of how much fiber was in the concrete mm-hmm. had to be right. Fiber is what helps it cure quickly. Okay. I'm still thinking about Which, if I've ever seen a concrete truck on the interstate. You probably have, but most of the time they're not loaded. So you have to, once the concrete gets there, you do all of this testing, that's about 15 minutes. So now you are at 45 minutes getting there. 15 minutes worth of testing, mm-hmm. so now you have 30 minutes. You have 30 minutes to get the concrete out of this truck, into the form, and ready to go. And this has all been scheduled to do so. So it's already a nerve-wracking process up to that point. That's where I'm going with that. It's nerve-wracking. Well, we built a form one time, and it forms what you build a whole concrete in. It's a, it does what it says it does. It forms mm-hmm. it forms the concrete. So we built a form, and these pads happen to be, they were right at three feet deep, uh, so it was probably a, a three by three by six on the top, with twenty four to thirty six inches deep of concrete. Got so it. this is not a small right. form. We had a form blowout. We only had one. We did twenty five gates at the Huntsville International Airport, and one form blew out. One. But because that one form blew out, under those ridiculous requirements that we were going through, and everything that was going on in my life at that time, it created this anxiety within me that I really didn't know how to cope with. So every time from the time that that form blew out, out of 25 gates, this was somewhere probably around gate nine, eight or nine. Okay. Every time a truck hit the uh, job site, I would have an anxiety or a panic attack. And I would have to walk over and kneel down behind the truck. And that, dude, now think, think about this, dude. I'm a grown-ass man on a job site <laughs> on the borderline of crime because my internal anxieties are getting the best of me with my crew and every other contractor that's on site because every contractor that had something to do with that particular project had to be there. So you got the electricians. Oh, everybody's there. Yeah, you got the inspectors. You got everybody there. And I'm walking away to go kneel down behind this truck to keep down from breaking down crying. And I would kneel down behind my truck, and I would would sit by the tire and go, God, you're going to give me strength to get through this next pour. You know, as ridiculous as that sounds, because I, I, it's almost like I couldn't function, you know. But because of the foundation that I'd begin to do in, in, with God and the relationship that I'd begin to try to build with him and that big life change that I talked about at 33, you know, from 30 to 33 years old, I found myself a lot of times just, well, it's got to be done. Yeah. You know, that whether I have an anxiety or panic attack or not, these young guys on the crew, they don't know fully how to do this. I, I didn't know how to fully do it either, but yeah, but they were dependent bit, on you, right? They were dependent on me, and and I'm like, all right, well, we just got to do the damn show, yeah, you know. And that's kind of where that comes from, and I and I do that a lot now with uh, things that come up right before we came in here today. I was like, well, you know, let's just go in here and do the damn show, yeah. You know, we got to sometimes you got to push through it. So, like I said, there's so many different life lessons in concrete. You can take that whole process from start to finish and chop it up and learn a lot of things that come along with that discipline and patience is definitely one of them which i don't yeah i'm not a lot of. i'm not good at letting paint dry we, you, we had a conversation last night actually about if i ever if i still painted yeah and the answer to that is you know really no because i hate letting paint dry and i, I tend to overwork overwork the the subject because the patience is hair dryers yeah i mean that's how i remedied it because i have the same problem that's fair I just hit it with a hair dryer. Matter of fact, I got done painting last night. I told Dave, and I was like, where's your hair dryer? I don't have one. I looked at Dave, and I was like, babe, where's your hair dryer at? I'll have to go find it. So I'm standing in my bedroom with this painting just so I can move on to the next step. I have step. to try so that. I totally get it. Totally understand it. But if we take those, if we take that example and apply that to whatever whatever example that somebody right. may have in their life, you know what I mean? Whatever might be anxiety-ridden. And we look at... Um, you know, in the in the very first episode, I talked a little bit about uh, James one two. I hold that verse to me near and dear. You know, 
it's just got me through a lot, and I hated it at first. But mm-hmm. if we look at that, it, you know, it, it says that consider it joy when you meet trials of various kinds because you know the testing of your faith is what's going to breed perseverance. Mm-hmm. So if I had not been through those things like pouring concrete in my life or, you know, if I didn't drive all the pieces of crap that I drove all my right. life, I wouldn't know half of what I know about mechanics. Right. You know, and I'm not a super mechanic by any means, but because I was 18 years old and a buddy of mine's truck wouldn't run, <laughs> we <laughs> we thought, uh, or I told him because I was going to mechanic school. Oh, yeah. You know, he was like, what do you think it is? I was like, oh, dude, it's got to be the fuel pump, you know? <laughs> so we go over there. Oh, and, tap on the starter. <laughs> to get to this particular fuel pump, you had to take the bed of the truck off. Oh, God. So we ripped the bed off, put a new fuel pump in it. Guess what? It still doesn't start. You know why? It was out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that brings us to a little story. Me and my dad. Shout out to dad. Um, What's we, up? We had <laughs> we had to put a fuel pump on his truck on his GMC that he has. Which same thing. We had to take the bed off to get to the you know the fuel tank. Yeah. We put that fuel t- fuel pump in there. Hey, fuel pump worked, but his gas gauge didn't. I said, Daddy, I ain't taking it back out. <laughs> <laughs> so to this day, Dad's fuel gauge don't work on his truck. Hey, I'm. Dude, and you see, you learn that because if we don't have those situations, we never would know that. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? We never would know that. I was like, Dad, we probably should have checked that before we put all this stuff back together, don't you think? Hey, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we we did, we cranked it up, make sure it was going to crank up and everything, but never thought to check the, you know, check the gauge, make sure yeah, it worked. Check the gauge, make sure it worked. And, you know, that's where that phrase, keep it simple, stupid, comes from. Yeah. Somebody told me that um, a long time ago, Kiss. I, didn't, I wish I had known that in my younger days. But because of all those things that I went through like that, now I have this process of trying to dissect problems and go, okay, where's the root cause? You know, yeah. You know, like in that one, the root cause is there's no fuel. You know what I mean? Right. So on the concrete thing, it's, you know, I had to begin to dive into, okay, what's your root cause, Casey? What is really going on here? And it boiled down to fear. You know, I was yeah. fearful that that form was going to blow again. Right. And truth be known, if the form would have blew... Dude, we would have done what we did last time. You go in and you break it all out. You pull it out with an excavator. Yeah, you just you do the damn show. Form. Yeah, you just do the damn, <laughs> damn show and you do it over again. Exactly. But in that moment, it was so pivotal, yep. like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. And yep. you're under these ridiculous time restraints that in the grand scheme of life, right? it really ain't that deep, man. Right. You know? And I, I actually wrote in my notes, I was like, based, you know, based on James 1-2 is, you know, this is a bad thing, you know, but I'll get through it. Right. And I will I will learn to be stronger because of it. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you just kind of do. You do the damn show, and you just you learn to be stronger because of it. Right. And you don't and you don't take a step back and wallow in that. You know, yeah. it would be so easy going back to you know your situation about mm-hmm. you know you could have so easily just been like, dude, I don't want to do it today. You know, I don't I don't want to go. I don't want to do it today, and I don't want to talk about it. And I kind of just want to sit here. Yeah. In my funk, you know, which I personally have done a lot in my life. Yeah, me too. You know, I've sat back a lot of times yeah. and been like, dude, I'm hungry. I wish somebody would bring me some food. <laughs> you know what hey, I mean? Me too. But then I got to thinking, I was like, you know what? There's other people out there right now that are listening or that may listen to this in the future going going through the same thing, going through the yeah. same things me and you have been through. That's right. And damn it, I'm here to talk about it. Yeah. And, and I'm think, just going to get up and do the damn show every day. I think that's the power of, you know... This is going to be one of those caveat things. I'm not super special. You're not super special. No. But this is the super special thing about this show is trying to keep it real enough to where right. we're pushing through those things in a in a correct light just to let people know, you know, as, as, as vividly and, and as clearly as we can, dude, you're not alone. Like, yeah. you know, I, dude, I, I know on social media it seemingly looks like both of us have our lives together. Oh, boy, do we ever (laughs) not have it together. There's those constant daily struggles. But but guess what? I even even wrote right here, even through all that, you know, I'm going to call it growth and strength worth rejoicing over, even when it hurts. Yeah, even when it hurts. Because I ain't lying right now. Right now, I'm hurting. Yeah. (laughs) But but I'm also praising God through it, man. Yeah. And I'm rejoicing for it because – you know how much time I've got to spend with my family these last few weeks? Yeah, a lot. With with nothing else on my mind. Man, it's actually it's been such a blessing. Yeah. And that's, you know, and this is this is the hard part of that. 
is there is there often comes a time in our life to where we do that and we know that and we're super high on it right now and i'm thankful for god for all the time and then you know a couple of months down the road that rail car just crashes yeah. you know what i mean and you're like oh my why do I have to go through this? And you know, yeah. but we have to reflect back on those times. Absolutely, you know, of where we were in those high moments to go. You know what, God, you know, I can get through this. This shit ain't gonna last forever. You know, and we have to pick back up that do the damn show mentality right. all over again. And I just keep sitting here and I'm thinking about you know what? There's been so many bad things happen in my life over the past few years that when something bad happens now, I'm constantly saying. I don't know why yet, God, but thank you. Right. Because I know I know something good is going to come out of this. Exactly. And it's as crazy as that is. And that's, you know, I think that's worth noting, like this process that we go through, and I say we as in me and you, we've been through a right. process that's similar. And now I'm going to say the proverbial we that we all go through, that process, mm-hmm. sometimes we look for it to be that quick fix, you know? Oh, yeah. We but, all want that. But instant it's, gratification. It's actually yeah, it's instant gratification. But it's a lot like, and this is a pothead moment, dude. But you're just gonna have to roll with me for a second. It's like Rainix. You know what I mean? Like, when do you realize that your windshield wipers aren't working properly? When they're streaking. But, when they're not working but, properly. But what's going on to cause them for you to realize they're not working? properly? Draining. Draining outside. Yeah, draining. Yeah, that's when we realize. Oh crap! I need new windshield wiper blades. Yeah, you know, we had a work truck that <laughs> it's, it's a decent truck, but we were uh, switching it between stores, yeah. and so the guys come to pick it up, and it was raining. <laughs> and the other manager calls me, and he goes, "Hey, you realize this truck doesn't have wiper blades on it? <laughs> Somebody stole the wiper blades off the work truck." <laughs> and I'm like, "No, I didn't realize that, man. It hadn't been raining, you know, for me to turn them on." But if you think about that logic for a second, like. I did a brief stint working at a, uh, a carport store, and I used to hate rain days because that's when it, the service that we offered was we'll replace your windshield wiper blades oh, for you. God, no. And that's when everybody realizes, oh, crap, I need new windshield wiper blades. <laughs> so they come in the store, and they buy them, and then they just look at you like a jackass and yeah. go, you're supposed to put these on my car. Yeah. And you're like, dude, it's like. Katrina's coming through outside. <laughs> it's hurling hell outside. And you want yeah. me to go out there and put wiper blades on? Yes, I sure do. Yes, I sure do. That, that reminds me, I, I had to borrow my uh, my father-in-law's uh, truck. You know, shout out here. I don't even know if he remember, remember this or not, but I had to borrow his truck one time. And I was driving down the road, and it started raining. And I turned his windshield wipers on, and one of them just flew off. I said, <laughs> So I called him, let him know. I said, hey. Uh, you need some new windshield wipers. And obviously, the first question is, well, why? Uh, one just flew off yeah, going down the road. <laughs> I said, I'll pick you one up. But he probably don't even remember that. It was so long ago. But that just reminded me of that. Hey, maybe not when it's raining, but hey, once sometimes it might. So, you know, one just might just fly off. Right. But, you know, what's so simple and easy about windshield wiper blades is we could check it. Oh, yeah. We, I, Dude, I'm not the greatest, but I know people that don't even check their oil. You know what I mean? It's terrible. They just get in it, drive, go. You know. And you and, know what that that brings me to a good point. Do you know why we do that? Why? Shoot. Because we have faith. You have faith that that car is going to crank up every morning. You have faith that there's oil in it. Yeah, we do. But if we don't check up on it, oh yeah, you also got to check up on it because at some point that oil is going to be no more. It's not going to be there unless it's a newer vehicle. And I think there's a certain safety factor there, you know, or security oh, yeah, the oil factor. Light, the there. oil light's going to come. The oil on, light, you know? but man, I know folks that drive some old cars, and I know folks that don't. They don't even get oil changes like my Jeep. It doesn't get an oil change because it changes its own oil because <laughs> it just leaks out and runs out, and you pour new in. All you do is to put a filter on it, you know, because hey. it's just an old three eight, but. You know, going back to the windshield wiper things, right. you know, I, I have Rainix on my car, and I mm-hmm. love it because it just yeah. beads up. Yeah, it's and it amazing. just shoots don't off. Don't even need windshield wipers. Don't even time. need windshield wipers. It doesn't matter how hard it's raining. Yep. You know, it'll just run off of there. And I found out, Hayden hates it, but it's the closest that you'll ever come to riding in the Millennium Falcon at warp speed. <laughs> <laughs> it's when it's a downpour raining, and you're running like 80 down the interstate. You know, I use that excuse to drive fast in my car after I wash it, you know. Yeah, clean dry it off. Bucket. Yeah, that's how I dried off. I told you I'm going to go drop my car. Right, and it's so, so I, much I hit fun. I hit that straight away. You know, yeah, buck twenty and come back home. My car's dry. <laughs> the car's dry. Water's off the windshield. <laughs> I had a good time in the process. That's right. But even with Rainex, it's just like your windshield wiper blades. It has to be reapplied. Absolutely. 
You know, if we just win, if we if we rain exit one time mm-hmm. and go on about our business, at some point yeah. through the process of the of the storm, the literal storm, right. it's going to begin to break down that barrier that right. we put on there mm-hmm. to to create that protection. You know, and we can always back it with windshield wipers. You right. know, but even then, at some point, that man-made material of that rubber yep. is going to fade away. Yeah, it's going to wear out. So. In that, we have two principles. One, reapplication and preventative maintenance. You know, if we continue to reapply the protection in our life, even through those terrible, god-awful storms, you know, right. or, we, prevent, or we, we, we perform the preventative maintenance side of it by seeing if we actually need new windshield wiper blades and installing those, it puts us in a better place, you know. Now, if we do all that and don't check the oil or don't put fuel in it, it's going to be a totally different, you know, right. outcome with that. But you know, it's I think it's worth noting that that even through those storms in my life, my foundation came back to God. You're going to have to help me get through this, oh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't even know, that, you know, to me, God at that time was just a. I don't even know what it was. You know what I mean? I didn't have a relationship. Yeah, I, I damn sure didn't have a relationship like I do now. Right. You know, it was just this idea and this theory of this is really all that I know to do is to reach out to this this form of God in my life to do that. So I think we need to look at what Paul tells us in Romans. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to paraphrase it. It's Romans 7, yeah. 15 through 25. But basically, Paul says, I know the things that I ain't supposed to do, and I do them anyway. Yep. And... Who's going to save me from this process? That's basically what he says. I mean, and, and if you read that actual uh, that actual scripture, it gets kind of confusing through there because he just as a lot of scripture does. As a lot of scripture, this is a lot of back and forth between you know what I am, who I am, what I'm supposed to be versus what I actually am, and you know where I want to go versus where I'm going, and it ends on you know who will save this wretched man? You know who will save me from myself? None other than the grace of God. You know, right. is basically what it boils down to. We find ourselves in that position more times than we find ourselves in the position of the good version of us. Yeah. You know, I think we all inherently, I, I know for a fact, there's those thoughts daily and those things daily that come up and go, I know I shouldn't do that, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, well, we get to think about we're all born sinners. That's, you know, that's what we are. Yeah, that's what we are. So I know for a fact that Monster Energy Drinks... And Red Bulls are not the most nutritious thing for me to intake. They are killing you. Right. <laughs> right. They're Literally. slowly <laughs> killing, you know. Among and, many other things. Let's, yeah. let's be real here. But, yeah. yes. It's it's slowly taking counts off of my life it's, it's by so introducing true. energy drinks into my body. It right? truly is. We do know that this water that I have is much more effective as far as nourishment for my body. Absolutely. You know, i got to have water. I need that. But <laughs> I have a forty count of water in my trunk right now with about eighteen gone, and I can't. And count. five of those are on this desk yeah, right now. Yeah, five of them are on this desk <laughs> right now. I can't count how many energy drink or soda cans that I threw away out of my car last week. You know, and I think right. that's a good example of what Paul says. Like, I know this water, dude. This water's good. You know, I know it's better for me. Yep. But my psyche goes yeah but you want to get that punch yeah. you know what i mean but that monster though yeah exactly that's going to give you and i've also learned dude later on that it really doesn't do anything for me anymore and that's be it's real here habit. sometimes we just like to hold that monster can because it makes us look cooler yes <laughs> older me or younger me yes, yes. that's what i'm saying younger yes. you know younger yes. us you know walking yes. around with a monster or Right. Hey, even even now it could be water. Just you know, that liquid death can just looks cool. And yeah, I actually now, read up now, a, on a lot of that, and yeah. that's part of their you know that's part of their promotion. Yeah, yeah. Now that does. They're very out. smart people. They are very smart people. But we we find ourselves and we can apply that dude with food. We can oh, apply that so many with things. rest. We can apply that with yes. TV. We can apply that with our phones. There's so many different avenues that we can apply that logic to to go, you know, I know that I need to do this, but I find myself doing this. Because it's easier. Because it's easier. You know, and it, and it really just boils down to discipline, and it boils down to patience. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I jumping over to Romans 8.25 real quick, it says, But if we hope for what we do not see, 
we wait for it with patience. Mm. So I look back and all those times when I was, you know, just losing my damn mind over the concrete trucks and stuff. I'm, really what I was asking for was patience. You know, I always thought it was strength. Right. But I re- I've, I've, over time I've learned that, dude, you're really actually just asking for patience with yourself. So I want to look at that, dude. I don't think that we spend enough time as people growing looking at the origin of these things True. we try to live out. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. We just kind of take it for granted. You know what I mean? 100%. Sometimes I think people can investigate too much. Yes. You know, like I used to work at a Mexican restaurant here in town. I bartended at night. Guy was sitting at my bar. I already had quite a few drinks. And he goes, hey, man, what's taco mean in Spanish? <laughs> and I'm like, taco? <laughs> no, man, no, man. You know, like, hola means hello. What's taco mean? And I was like taco no you really missed an opportunity there yeah i was like dude it means taco he's like you ain't listening to me man i'm trying to figure out what the translation is i was like uh a shell with meat (laughs) lettuce (laughs) cheese tomatoes i don't know what you want from me guy i don't i don't know what you want from me but you know, I, I, so I say that to say this. I think we can dive too far into yeah. <laughs> what do things mean, but I don't. I do at the same time think we don't dive far enough into origins. You know, origin stories of everything is really where you get your information from. Okay. So I'm going to look at let's look at patience. You know, just as a whole, I base everything off of Merriam-Webster. You know, I'm not saying that's the Bible. I'm not saying it's gold. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's a good source to find the <laughs> definition of words. So patience. I will. I'll second that. You can find definitions of words there in Merriam-Webster. Yes. Yeah, it's great. They made a whole <laughs> empire off of it. You know. So patience is the capacity, habit, or fact of being patient. So when you tell somebody that they need patience or they're learning patience through that definition, you're not really telling them anything without defining patient. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> you know what I mean. So if we're walking around telling people, man, you just got to have more patience. You know, God's just trying to teach you patience, but we don't have an idea of what patient means. We can't fully convey that, let alone bestow that ideology upon somebody. Right. Is that fair? Fair. I think that's fair. So patience is the capacity, habit, or fact of being patient. The definition of patient is bearing pains or trials calmly or without complaint. Hmm. I think the... <laughs> Or without complaint is the hardest so, part. Say, I don't. <laughs> that is that is you know as human nature goes, that's the hardest part of that definition for that's me. True. So again, patience, the capacity, habit, or fact of being patient. Patient being bearing pains or trials calmly, or without complaint. That's the mm-hmm. first of it. The second definition of patient is an individual awaiting or is currently under medical care or treatment. Either way. That logic of understanding the origin of telling someone to have patience applies. Because if we're learning patience, we are, in fact, a patient. We are undergoing yeah. some form of care, some form of treatment, whether it be a, um, you know, an emotional, mental, physical, whatever kind of trauma that we're going through. Patience is what helps breed that. Furthermore, because everything, the English language is the English language, and there are more languages in the world than Western English. Especially the guy wanting to know taco. What's taco mean? Hmm. You know? So if you break patient, patient is, or patience is a, is derived from patient. Patient is derived from patines or patior, which is Latin, and it translates to, to suffer or bear, comma, long suffering. So I tried to investigate to see if there was a Latin term for short suffering. You know, <laughs> short. Suffering. Yeah, because it specifically calls out long suffering, which means over a period of, yeah, time. Over a period of time. You know, that's a but who dictates how long that period is, and but you know, if we think about that in the sense of our stories, right? You know, ten years ago, would you have told yourself all the things that you're going through now, what you have been through, and would that version have accepted it and said, "Yes, I'll go through that." Absolutely not. Me either. No. No. That I, it, version of me had a lot of anger issues. Yeah. 
But I would I would have looked at me if I got in my little DeLorean, did eighty eight miles an hour and come back with Doc Brown. Yeah. And I'm talking to twenty five year old me and go, Look, dude, yeah, you ain't got a clue what you're fixing to embark on for the next ten years. Right. I would have looked at that dude and said, No, Jack, that ain't happening. <laughs> I ain't doing it. No, I'm, I ain't doing it, man. That sounds too painful. Yeah. I don't know if I got it in me, but it was because of that long suffering. <laughs> I just, I just reach over and slap myself, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fight you for it right now. Yeah, yeah you go back and fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna show you all the things that we're not gonna do, buddy. Let's yeah. go. That little Delorean you just jumped into, you better hop right back in it and go fix it. <laughs> go fix it. Make me a millionaire while you're at it. Yeah. But it was because of that long suffering that both of both of us have been through that made us who we are. It's why we can sit here today yep. and have the conversations that we're having. Yeah, you know, and I, there's a, there's so much gold in that. In the sense of I have always, as we established earlier, both of us are not the most patient people in the world. Absolutely not. On I the surface, no, we're not the most patient people because we have a hard time waiting for paint to dry. True that. But if we take a deeper look into ourselves and dive a little bit deeper into that, we actually have a lot more patience, according to these definitions, right. than we knew. I think before we both walked in this room today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, coming, you know, coming to the light of that to go. You know what? We do have a little bit more patience. So, yeah, because with- it took patience to you know, obviously to, to go through what everything we've been through. Also, we'll say this though: had we not went through those storms, neither one of us would be sitting here today on this podcast no we wouldn't have dude i mean and that's a you know we wouldn't have the outlooks that we do and i think that's one of the cool things is you and i both widely acknowledge that we're still on a journey of learning oh yes and to be able to do that in real time with people Mm -hmm. i think that's something that's lost i'm not saying that nobody does it i'm not saying that I'm just saying I think it's a lost aspect to be able to come in and talk about things that are, you know, this is where I was at. Yeah. This is what I went through. This is what I'm going through now, but always having that center of, but this is where I'm going. Exactly. And this is how I'm getting there. Right. So with that, I think it's I think it's worth noting and quoting one of the greatest prophets from the mid-80s, you know, from Guns N' Roses, Axl Rose. Hmm, the Axl Rose. The Axl Rose. He said, take it slow. It'll work itself out fine. All we need is just a little patience. Yep. Even as corny as that is, dude, redefining that word patience today for me with that, it also redefined that song lyric with that because it's not just a, I don't really know how to put that into words of when we tell somebody you just need a little bit more patience. Yeah. You know, first, it ain't that simple. (laughs) No. It ain't that cut and dry. I I don't even ever say that phrase to people. No, but I've had, I've had people... I've had people to encourage me yeah. to have more patience, you know. But to get to the patience thing, and to even talk about it, it goes back to what this show's all about. You just got to do the damn show, mm-hmm. you know, because if we look for an avenue or an option to understand every little thing that we're going through, and we can pin it down, and I work with some very analytical people, and you should be able to cover all your bases. Right. But sometimes, dude, you don't have that. You know, you're not going to have X, Y, Z all the time, which is why in school they teach those ridiculous forms of math yeah, where you have to X. find X. You know, <laughs> how do you get to X? You know, and why or whatever. You're not if if we had it laid out all the time, we would have no reason to learn those problems. You know what That's I mean? True. That's so true. usually I just shout out to Rand if he's listening. Usually I just shoot out, you know, a little text to my NASA engineer. Hey, man, can you solve for X? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any kind of math problem. I, just I, I found a great uh, uh, website to do that for you. Just take a picture of it, plug it in there, and it gives you the answer. So if i got to come up with something, most of the time that's how I do it. But, it, you know, it's not teaching me anything. It taught yeah. me how to use the Internet really effectively is what it did. Yeah, well, I've always been that, you know, Hey, we have calculators for a reason. We got Google for a reason. That's right. You know, it, we can find the answer. Yeah. Why do I need to figure that out on pen and paper when I have a calculator? Yeah, that kind of goes you know? back to patience because I because I really don't have patience for people <laughs> that. Hey, uh, can you show me how to do this? When I've never done it myself, but they want me to show them. Right. And I'm like, yeah. And I get on YouTube, and I pull them up the video, and I'm just like, here, here's how to do it. <laughs> There you go. You could have done that too. Have you seen that site? Uh, let me Google that for you. 
<laughs> have you ever used it? No. So when somebody asks you a random question, this is for all you all you people listening to. Somebody asks you a random question, okay? You go to let me Google that for you. It's an actual website. You type the question into the search bar. So when were trains invented? That's your question. Yeah. You type when were trains invented into the search bar. It will give you a link. You send that link to the person, and it pulls up. Let me Google that for you. And it types. It shows you typing that question in. That's hilarious. Click search, and then it gives you the answers That's for that hilarious. person. I use it all the time, dude. It's the greatest. Well, I'm going to have to use that. It's the greatest smart-ass sarcasm <laughs> reply. <laughs> That you can send us some. I think that's what we're getting at. Me and you are pretty sarcastic people. Yes, very, very much so. If I didn't have sarcasm, I don't know how much I would have. If I'm honest with you. And I know my wife. We're listening to this together right now, and she's just looking at me, shaking her head, and just saying, "Oh my God, you, yes, you're yes. the most sarcastic person." Yeah, exactly. There's no harm in it. You know, it's just no, no. It's just words. Exactly. That's all it is. So, you know, going back to the patient still. I think when we're trying to encourage people, you know, yes. we have to, if we find ourselves in a position to encourage somebody, we have to first figure out the root of what we're trying to encourage that person to do. Right. We, we really need a full understanding of what we're saying. Not saying that we won't ever guide somebody into a place that we didn't mean to. Right. You know, we because also we're have, all learning. Yeah. And we, we also have to know how to guide that person because not everybody's the same you know i mean you can be direct with each other yep you may not be able to be direct with that person yeah i I think about a a story when i was uh in my mid-20s i went to that big depression spell and i didn't want to get up to go to work i didn't want to get up do nothing and i had a friend of mine zeke shout out to zeke love you brother he come in broke it broke into my house i don't want to say he came into my house he broke into my house i can see zeke doing this he broke into my house he came back to the bedroom that i was at grabbed me by both of my ankles drug me out of the bed until i landed on the floor looked at me and said get up put some clothes on let's go (laughs) so you can't hindsight that's a great friend no dude he and it i remember i still went through things but that changed me that day you know like it was nobody i'm not gonna say nobody there wasn't anybody that loved me enough to do exactly what he did because in right. that moment, that was the only thing I would have responded to. Right, because there was plenty of people out there that was trying to love on you. Right. But Zeke, no, hey, yeah. this is the only way. This is the only way. Yeah. So I say that, say this, we can't go dragging everybody out of their bed <laughs> by their ankles. This is true. You know, they but may not respond the same way they, we do. They will not respond. Some people might respond with the cops, you know. Yeah. But. You're exactly right. I mean, we have to be conscious of what we're trying to tell people, how we're trying to tell them, and most importantly, how we're trying to deliver that. Yeah, because people can get offended. They can get offended. Even when we're not trying to. Yeah. I mean, and like going back to the sarcasm thing, it's super easy for people to get offended for yeah. me, you know, like Lance with my neighbor and the, taking <laughs> Zeppelin for a car ride. Basically, yeah. the neighbor comes out and goes, there's children that live in this neighborhood. And Zeppelin's getting out of the car, and he's like, yeah. I know, there's one right here. Yeah. I was just <laughs> I was just letting her know that, yes, this is a child that was in the passenger seat while I was doing an amazing burnout on your street. <laughs> so with with my big change, dude, I, I started dialing in on principles. You know, like, what are good, solid principles yeah. to, to follow through with? And so I used to have this philosophy, and I still I still do have it. I don't operate as as deep into it anymore as I used to, but they're always there. And I called it Matthew 6.0. That's, uh, I kind of fell in love with the chapter six of Matthew just as a whole, Mm -hmm. as a guideline of, you know, how I would like for my life to be portrayed. And I don't hit all the boxes. I'll never hit all the boxes, but it's a good line, you know, and and it's very simple. Again, I'm going to paraphrase things. Right. Yeah. You know? It's a beware of practicing your righteousness before others to be seen. Mm-hmm. I think that's a super easy one. Basically, it's saying, hey, yeah. jackass, you got problems too. <laughs> don't act like you're better than somebody else. You know, you don't boast about your – this is one of my absolute yeah. favorites. And I was about to say what you are going to say because I was it's, about to follow up on that. Don't boast about your contributions to humanity. Yes. Specifically, it yes. says when you're – or when you're giving in need – I wrote in my notes, good deeds are only righteous when done out of sincere devotion to God rather than for other people's approval. Right. And we have to do that. Yes. You know, it it tells us when you give, don't let the left hand know what the right is doing. 
Yeah. And, dude, I'll tell you, man, I, I struggled with this for a long time, man. Um, this is going to sound ridiculous, and I know it's going to sound ridiculous, but it is what it is. It's something that I went through, and it's uh, truthful. I, I was at a gas station one time, and there was a local church handing water out to people. It was like 100 degrees out that day. I mean, it was stupid hot. And they were trying to hone in on some, uh, you know, homeless people or, you know, people of questionable character. They would deem questionable character, and they were handing out water bottles, and they were calling it a serving effort. And they handed me one of those bottles of water, which I was thankful for. Didn't have to buy a bottle of water. And as we know, I probably wouldn't have drank it anyway because I was on my way in to get an energy drink. But I was <laughs> So you could dehydrate I, yourself. Yeah, so I could dehydrate myself for the water. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to drive the value of water up yes. with, through dehydration. Yes. No, and I looked down at this water bottle, and it had the wrapper on it was the church's logo, mm-hmm. the church's name. And I remember looking at that going, Why? Why are we doing this? Because any way you slice it, it's advertisement. Oh, it's definitely advertisement. It's marketing and advertising. Any way you slice it. So the, the, the rabbit holes that I would go through, you know, I'm not as bad as I used to be. Yeah. But the rabbit holes I would go through I'm is. I'm curious to hear what you're going to say. If, if we're giving to the needy, mm-hmm. you know, if we're giving to these people and we're actually trying to bring forth a christ-like mentality and we're trying to serve our community mm-hmm. why do we need to advertise it because if we literally take matthew 6 literally it says when you give to the needy don't do it for show for everybody to see don't let the left hand know what the right is doing do it in secret and your god who sees in secret will reward in secret you know i can kind of see that both ways though like i i can see you know where you're coming from but i can also i can also see this is the first time we've actually kind of butted heads on something not really butt heads but i can i can see where they're putting the wrapper for the church this is a you know whatever the church's name is yeah you know that person may be going through something and that bottle of water they could be sitting there looking at it the whole time they're drinking it and you know maybe maybe they do show up to a church service you know that following week there yeah, you know, and, because of that, and it's important. I don't have as much problem with it now as I used to. Yeah, but I understand what you're it's, saying. I understand you know, why you're saying. It. I went through that because I would look at those principles, and that's a, just a testament to how I don't want to say ridiculous, how ridiculous I used to think. No, because I know? used to do the exact same thing when people would try to hand me like a. People always hand out the cards. Yeah. You know the you know. Oh, dude, I can't stand it. Now that is one thing that still pisses me off is tracks. I can't stand tracks. I don't like them. I don't like it when people leave them on the urinal, and I. Yeah, I don't. I don't Dang, like, sure don't like it when people leave them for tips. I, oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I do. I do not like that. But that's a personal thing. You know what I mean? That's my personal th- thing with with society. That yeah. you know, really, what happened for me is somebody asked me. You know, when you hold these principles, they're talking about, and it's one of these that's in here. Don't store up your worldly treasures. You know, it's yep. it's super easy, super easy for me to look at a church and go, why did you spend, you know, five thousand dollars? on two pallets of water to put your wrapper on it you know it's super easy for me to do that what's harder for me to do is go you have a soft tail deluxe harley davidson sitting in your shop outside you could have taken that money and you could have applied that to a mission of your own yeah how many homeless people how many people of questionable character or poverty could you have helped with the money that you spent on a motorcycle that you don't actually need Mm-hmm. And then you can start dissecting my shop as a whole. You can dissect this podcast room. Oh yeah. Well, did you really need to buy those mics? Did you really right. need to buy that computer? Yeah. Did you really have we to can have keep a, going round and round and round. Super in picture of Snoop Dogg up on the wall. Yeah. But Which that's I, I put on my Instagram at the Lance Hughes. You can see it on my stories. <laughs> so that's really what helped me get out of that mentality. Is where I'm going with you. I still hold these as a principal value. I do think that if you're going to do something great for people. And your heart is in the right place. Yes. I don't really care who knows about it. Um, I think that that's what God was trying to tell me through that. Casey, it doesn't matter. As long as sincerity and the genuineness is there, I know this person's heart. And that helped me get out of there. Yeah. You know, but I had to go through these things with that. And so, you know, that was just one of them. Um, You don't heap up, like I just said, don't heap up a a lot of your treasures on earth. You know, Mm -hmm. don't store those up because they're going to rot away. I think Cody Jink said it the best, you know, if you if your last shirt has pockets, take all you can take. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm going out with nothing, just like I came in. And uh, you have a uh, don't heap up a lot of words when you pray. 
don't loft up a lot of words just to fill the time. And that one was so pivotal for me, dude, where you go into the Lord's Prayer. You know, it's a very simplistic prayer. But I begin to dissect what that actually means. And that Lord's Prayer in the, insula- in the, the uh, illustration of that is it covers absolutely everything that somebody would need to cover in a conversation to God. It's really cool when you begin to run through that Lord's Prayer of, you know, this is this, this is this, this is yeah. this, and this is this. Forgive people. Forgiveness is one of the hardest things to do. Forgiveness will also put you in the dirt faster Absolutely. than anything else because yeah, there's is. stress associated with it and everything else. If you're constantly at odds or constantly have animosity with somebody, right. that takes a toll on our physical. And, uh, again, I speak from that from personal experience you know some of the things that could eat you a lot mentally oh dude yeah it'll change your completely everything mm-hmm. change everything about you so this was always a cool one for me fasting you know i do believe in fasting even though i'm just tatted and fatted <laughs> you know i i don't do it often i'll tell you that I fasted for two hours but, <laughs> <it's, yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but it does say you know hey when you do this don't draw your face. Don't appear as though you're doing it. You yeah. know, for people to come up and go, "What's wrong with you?" Oh, yeah, don't I'm boast. Fasting. Yeah, don't boast about. I'm it. fasting. Yeah, you know, and I, and I've seen people do that, dude. You know, they're, I'm on a two week fast. Well, I didn't ask you. Yeah, <laughs> for that's, one, that's kind of like vegetarians. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm a yeah. vegetarian. Yeah, I'm a vegetarian. I I don't care. I didn't ask you. Yeah. You know, if if you were a vegetarian, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I don't care. That's that's great. It's great. Yeah, Good for just, you. They're preparing you. They're like, hey, yeah. just want you to know I'm I'm fasting. I'm going to tell you, vegetarians are a lot like CrossFitters. <laughs> I CrossFit. Great. <laughs> awesome. Thumbs I didn't up. ask. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't ask how many burpees you did. Shout I, out to all the CrossFitters. Quite, Love you guys. Quite, gals. Uh, quite frankly, I don't care. I don't care that you CrossFit. I'm great that you're in shape. That's awesome. I'm a Platinum Fitness guy that never goes and don't even have a membership. But... I don't walk around going. You go on Pizza Tuesdays? Though? Yeah, Pizza Tuesdays. I don't walk around looking at people and going, I don't have a gym membership. <laughs> <laughs> just out of the blue, you know, no. just just out of the blue. So <laughs> it's it's just comical to me. But, you know, and it's the last thing in Matthew 6 is don't be anxious. That is the hard one. You know, yeah. that is, even to this day, I don't have panic attacks anymore. That's great. But. I still have a lot of anxiety, and that one is super hard to curve, dude. You know, I th- and it breaks it down and goes, you know, basically be like a bird. The bird doesn't yep. worry about what it's going to eat. And I'm like, yeah, but the bird doesn't have a damn light bill to pay either. That's true. Excessive, excessive worry, you know, it, it interferes with our faith in God. And that's, you know, that's what I, and that's what I wrote down here, and specifically over money. And, you know, because it's as easy as it is it's to stress, that's probably one of the easiest things to stress over. Am I right? You know, money. Yes. Yes. And The you know, very easiest thing to stress yeah. over. So, but when we when we stress about things like that or anything of that nature, it interferes with our faith in God because God tells us not to worry. Yeah. And that's, that's, the, that's the hard one, man. It's so hard. You know, and I think we say money. Trust in him not to be anxious. We, we, we say money, but... Why is the money so important? And this is awful to say because it fuels everything. It does. Everything is centered around that dollar. Yeah. You know, whether your kids eat, whether your wife eats, whether you have clothes, whether you everything. have lights, you know, whether you can perform the preventative maintenance on your car yeah. <laughs> or afford the parts when yeah. you don't do the preventative or maintenance afford, on your car. Yeah, afford to change the oil, you know. Yeah, or, yeah exactly. <laughs> My oil change. Um, I get right now the car I'm in now is five thousand miles per oil change. Yeah, which average. Is, you know, traditionally it was three thousand. You know, three thousand miles is about as far as oil could go yeah. back in the day, but now it's five thousand. This last time, <laughs> it's close to ten thousand. Forerunner, we can go ten thousand. I wish I could go. Well, I, I'm gonna tell you. I say I wish I can go ten thousand, <laughs> and I did go ten thousand. Point proven. Yeah, points proven that it will run that long without it. But you know, it's the and I have scheduled maintenance. I don't pay for maintenance for the first twenty five thousand miles, dude. And I still put it off because I was so busy. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I didn't have time to do the preventative maintenance. Yeah, you just didn't make time. I didn't make time to do it. Which as we've learned 
That's what I, I hate. <laughs> I hate that phrase more than anything. I don't have time. Yeah. We all get the same 24 hours in the day. We all get the same if you 24 haven't, hours. If you haven't, me and Casey looked at this, and I've seen it to him, and he's seen it before. If you haven't seen the video of Rob Deerdeck's scheduling, yes, we have the same 24 hours in a day as this man does. Right. And what did you say? It's, it's not, this is previously, it's not that we don't have time. It's how we prioritize it. You said something along those lines where... It's uh, yeah, if it it's was important, a, right, we'll make time it, for it. Yeah, if it, if it was important, you would make time for it. Right. And we just, you know, like, obviously getting my oil changed is important. Just like we had to make time to come do this podcast. Exactly. We, we, pro- both, we, we pro- both could have done a lot more today. Yeah. I could be home with my family. Yep. You could be enjoying time with your family. But, yeah, we prioritize yeah. what is important to us. And this yeah. podcast is extremely important to us. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that's what I told. I actually told Jess. I was like, "All right, I gotta go work." Yeah, because that's what we do. We gotta put the work in. Yeah, you gotta put. The Even work though we're in. not getting paid for it, it's still work. <laughs> it's still work, man. I don't know. I get time with you. That's a payment in itself. I mean, you yeah, know? you know, we, we get have, we get paid in other ways right, right now. Yeah, not monetary. Right. We will figure out how to monetize it though. I yeah. promise you that. That will happen one one way or the other. One of us will figure it out. Yes. So the world tells us a lot of things. You know, Bible tells us a lot of things. One thing that the world tells us that I've seen over and over and over is be obedient. Hmm. Be obedient. Be obedient. What does obedient mean? And obedient to what? And obedient to what? You know, what are we being obedient to? We right. need to be obedient to the Word of God. Great. That's awesome. And that's as bad as far as it goes with Which a lot part? of people. <laughs> <laughs> Which part do you want me to do? Well, you need to be obedient. Yeah. What part? You know, character You develop. can't pick and choose. Yeah. What's a taco mean in Spanish? <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, that's what I kind of, and I'm learning all this too. Like my my faith and my journey with God, you know, really didn't start until like a few years ago when I was going through all my, you know, you know my my mental breakdown. I, I guess you would call it whatever. Yeah. You can't pick and choose. You can't just take certain scriptures out of the Bible and just make them mean what you want them to mean. Right. You know we. If we're going to live, you know, by God and follow God, and we can't just take, you know, Proverbs, for example, you know, even though that's a great book in the Bible, you can't just take Proverbs and just live by that. Yeah. Well, and that's too, like when we when you got here earlier today, you threw out that, that uh, verse from Genesis. Yeah. And my immediate question was, what's the context? <laughs> what's the context? Because it's so easy for us to do, and I, and I do that, you know, and that's truthfully, dude, the... Uh, why I don't plug a lot of scripture in there, and I make sure right. that I that I clarify. Look, this is paraphrased. Yeah, you know. More importantly, this is my personal interpretation of it. Right. Along with some other things that I've learned, some from very successful people. And when I say successful, I don't mean monetary. I mean they have a life that right. they, uh, they 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 weighs the pros and cons, and the wealth that they have comes from their inner person, who who they are versus who they used to be. And I will say, it's, it's Genesis. Uh, 50 verse 20 as for you you meant evil against me but god meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive and then you asked me what the context was and i was like you know what to be honest i didn't really dig that deep into it because it's something that my pastor covered today but you know kind of give you a little context it just means even you know even when human beings try to do evil and even when they succeed, God is still able to use those efforts to accomplish a greater good. Yeah. And, and you know, it's exactly what it means. It's kind of, in this sense, I do feel like this this one is kind of black and white. Yeah. And you, and it is. But you get those crazy wackos, dude. Where yeah, there's, absolutely. There's one where um, King Solomon, um, basically these two prostitutes were sleeping. One of them rolled over on top of the other one's baby and suffocated it and killed it. And to keep from finding that out, she woke up and swapped the baby. So it looked like the other prostitute killed the baby. And they woke up and started arguing about it. So they took those babies to the king. The king says, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut this baby in half, and nobody's going to have a baby. Well, the actual mother from the kid stepped up and said, no, the child should live. You know, And so that sentiment from that mother made the king believe that it was her baby. So he gave it to her. But there's a lot of people... If you read that and go, well, we got to cut this baby in half. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you stop and start reading where you want to, you yeah. will find all kind of things in this book that we call the Bible, you mm-hmm. know, the Word of God. You have to, we have to begin to dive into the context of what that means. 
And, you know, consequently, the next episode, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through how we can take this and apply it to our life yeah. just to walk in not a better understanding of God or the Bible, but a better understanding of who who we are, yeah. understand ourselves so that we can begin to become that person right. that he views us as. So, you know, fruits are always evident. You know what I mean? Like, I don't walk past a whole lot of orange trees, but... But if you walk past an orange tree and you saw an orange on it, you'd go, huh, that's an orange. Yep. That's what that is. You know, and I think that it's it's worth trying to figure out, you know, what am I providing to somebody? Yeah. If I'm going to encourage somebody to do the damn show, and I get caught up in a lot, dude. I'll look at, you know, certain situations. I'm like, well, it is what it is. You just got to go through it. Sometimes we do have to stop. And go dive a little deeper into that explanation of walking with people, you know. Yeah. Whereas me and you, we can have that relationship. I'm like, hey, suck it up, Buttercup, get her yeah. done. You know, yeah. just get out there and do the damn show. <laughs> yeah. But that's I, true. I have people in my daily life, you know, i.e., my children, Hayden, my dad, everybody that I come in contact with that process things differently than you and I do. Right. And we have great relationships. I have a stronger relationship with Hayden than I do with you. I would hope but so. I'm not going to look at her consciously and go, suck it up, buttercup. Oh, yeah, no, we don't do that. Shit sucks sometimes. Got to get over it. Let's go. No, we don't We do not do but that. But I, I have, being completely transparent with you, I have had that mentality before with my character defects. I was going to say, usually, if, if you're anything like me, usually when we when we go when we decide to go that route with our significant other it's because we're already frustrated as well. Exactly. With That's what I was going to say. I'm not able to cope with the things that are in my right. immediate present. Right. Yep. That's where, and so I work on that. You know, that's one thing her and I are working on because I am not the greatest at communicating. <laughs> and I'm working on communication. That's just like me and you. It was yesterday. We didn't want to, we didn't want to communicate back and forth through text messages because yeah. text messages can. You can take it 900 different ways. Oh, dude. 900 different ways. Yep. And and I was taking it one way, obviously, and that's why yep. I told you that. Yep. And that's why I called you. <laughs> I hey, look, it ain't that deep, dude. Yeah. This is what it is. I'm too damn direct yeah. to be not called. That's just <laughs> what it is. I'm on a, you know, but I hadn't always been that way. And you know, I felt a hundred times better after we got off the phone. That's right. Because in, in my head, I was, man, Casey's up, you know, Casey's upset with me. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I, and that's why yeah. I was just like, hey man, is this what you want? What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> no, just, it's all about context. It's, exactly. it's amazing how exactly everything goes back to context. Even our walk with God, even our walk with our spouses, even our walk with our kids everywhere. And we're never going to perfect it. Never. No. But I do think we have to do our due diligence and grow every opportunity that we can right. to be that better version of ourselves for ourselves. Not for everyone else. This isn't your truth juice, but I will say this. The only time you will fail is by trying to seek perfection. That is very true. And since you brought that up, let's go ahead and do your truth juice for the week. Okay. Let's do it. I have it right here. We got truth juice with truth Mr. Juice. Relentless. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we don't have a jingle yet, but I'm working yet. on it. We're, we're, we're working. And I'm going <laughs> to leave that one in. Yeah, we're, we're working on a jingle. Truth juice, truth juice. But I, I'll, I'll, hit you, I'll hit you with this. And it actually, you know, as always, it kind of goes with what we're talking about. One day your pain will become the source of your strength. One day your pain will become the source of your strength. Absolutely. I love it, dude. And I say, I say, you know, I'll say this with that. If you're going through a storm right now, well, or if you're, if you're not, that storm's coming. And you're not going to be the same person when you come out of that storm as the no. person that went into it. And that's kind of what that quote means. You're going to be stronger because of the storm. Yeah. And that's, uh, what did it, unseasoned, unseasoned sailors rarely make skilled captains. Yes, that's exactly how that goes. That is, and it's so true how that happens, yep. dude. Like, and it's, but we again, we've got an option. We can sit in it yep. and be funk, mm-hmm. or we can use it for our better and the power, yeah, to de- to develop our our person of who we want to be or who we see ourselves as or who God sees us as. Yeah. Have you ever heard the story of the buffalo and the cows? Yes, I have heard the buffalo, yeah. buffalo and the cows. I was gonna say, I was gonna, I was hoping you were gonna ask me if I had seen uh, the story about the guy on the buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like that's a story for another day. Uh, if you, well, I'm gonna show you when we get over here. It's a video. It's fantastic. I, I will say this about the buffalo and the cows. Not to get too deep into that, but buffaloes. 
when they sense a storm's coming, they run at the storm. Yep. Cows, when they sense a storm coming, they run away from the storm. And what happens is they're trying to run away from the storm, but what happens? The storm eventually catches up to the cows. And then that cow or the cows, the herd of cows are constantly stuck in a storm that they can't get out of. And then what happens is they just get tired and that storm just beats them to death. Unlike the buffalo, buffalo knows on the other side of the storm is sunshine again. So they charge the storm head on. And that's the best way, that's one of the best analogies I have ever heard about how we should face our storms, how we should face those problems. So both are actually seeking security through that. Yeah. And one of them is just prolonging. Exactly. You're, yeah, you're prolonging the inevitable. That's yeah. That storm is happening whether you like it or not. Yeah. It can be happening today, tomorrow, or a month from now. But eventually, that storm is coming. Yeah, it's going to catch up it, with it's you. How, it's how you choose to handle that storm. And quite frankly, dude, a lot of times storms, they grow in strength over Right, you know, over time and space, and they, that's exactly what I was saying. Like, it's going to beat you down. Yeah, yeah, it's going to catch up with you. And it's yeah. going to run you down. Right. So we got some listener supported advice from my dear friend and my brother, Mister Red Caruso. Red tells us accountability, a tool that many shy away from, actually builds impenetrable foundations. Execute accountability, stand firm, and be strong. Mm. Yes. Tell me that don't fit in with Do the Damn Show. Absolutely. And everything that we've been talking today. Yep. Red, I appreciate that, dude. I love you, brother. Well, Lance, this brings you to the end of episode four. Episode four. We've made it four four. episodes. We've made it four episodes. And we'll be back with episode five. Cinco. (laughs) Cinco. (laughs) That's Spanish for five. That's Spanish for five. Yeah. All right. Well. That's it. We're here. You got anything else to say? Hey, keep the good times rolling. Keep the good times rolling. We're going to do just that with Mr. Jeremy Braswell and Bishop Black. We're out. Love you guys. That's right. Stay relentless, everybody. Yes, I lay here in my deathbed and my turn is to a close. I need the comfort of my kin to light my way. So fret for my soul, please, because I found my inner peace. Won't you join me as I tear?